our faith and put our future in God's hands. And I, wanna, I think tonight is going to be powerful in many people's lives. We are going to pray for people. I've talked to the ministry team and uh, spoke to them about we want to anoint you with oil tonight. Um, and, and we're going to prophesy. I just want to set some ground rules though because it's really, really important. Because I've seen, who's ever seen a lot of bad church? We don't want to reproduce bad church. Because I've read something this week that in the Bible, I haven't got the reference here, and I'm going straight off my, uh, my memory, but it said, <clears throat> don't, don't put your good seed, don't sow good seed in, in among the thorns or in bad soil. But I want to say today, we've seen a lot of bad seed in church. So the ground rules are, we want you to pray for people, but it's not counselling time. That, that's been a big mistake in church. You think, oh, God's given me a word. Give the word and let God do the rest. Back off, in other words. So we don't want to reproduce bad patterns we've done in the past. We think, God, give me a word for, for, for Leon over there or whoever it is. And you think, oh, well, now I'm just getting excited and, it's, and now it's all about me and not about them and I'm going to start trying to counsel them. It's not, church is not counseling session at any time. We don't, we don't try to be that. We don't do that. We can bring a word from God which breaks something spiritually and then let the Holy Spirit do the rest. So you say, hey, you know what? God's been telling me this. And, and you go, it's from Isaiah, it's from Jeremiah, it's from the book of Acts, but I hope it encourages you. And uh, just, can I pray with you? You keep it brief and short, and then you let them linger in the house of God, and you walk away and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. And that's when the power of God steps in. When you think, oh, the Holy Spirit needs more, the, more of me, then what happens is that people go, you know what, I'm scared to come back to church because people hijack my life. Have you ever had that? And you think, okay, that was nice, I got the word, but now let me get out of here. Oh, that's mean, pastor. But you know what? That means we're going to be a better church. Anyway, that's not got anything to do with my message. But I want us to take us back a moment to January in our prayer and fasting. I want to encourage you who get involved with the prayer and fasting. It's pivotal, pivotal, hmm, pivotal for our next every year. God will speak into our lives and he speaks into my life. And it's pivotal as to what happens next. So on that second night, Tuesday the 5th of January, right here in this building, uh, the Holy Spirit gave me the thought to do Awaken Nights and uh, said, you need to do something during the week. You need to do something different, something that, that is the next for this church. So there are times to encounter and make room for the Lord. Time for the body to learn to minister to the body again. Because I think we've lost that. We've dropped the ball somehow. But it's not an exclusive thing for only the priests and the Levites to minister God's word anymore. It's up to the body to minister to the body. So these are times to worship God, hear the, hear the Spirit begin to move and stir in you, and activate the, the purpose of God with those caveats that I said before. And I'll tell you, when we start to do that, we'll, we'll start to see God use us and and God use us a little bit and the Holy Spirit do a whole lot. And that's what we want to see because that's what changes the heart and the life of people. So um, the next thing in that day, on Tuesday, the 5th of January, the next thing I know, I'm reminded of Peter in the prison. And, uh, and, and I didn't even know, uh, I'm going to read it out to you, but I didn't even know this was in there until tonight. And I said to Pauline, I just, read, I just read this and didn't even know this was in it. So here we go. Put your seatbelts on. I'm going to read the scripture. Then we're going to just um, uh, explain a little bit. And then we're going to pray for each other. It says, The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened 
with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him. I never saw that until tonight. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him. I want to tell you something, one heart church, get ready as an individual and as a corporate body to be struck on the side to awaken us. And this is not a one-off strike. I want it to be a strike every day, every week, every month, every year, that we're getting struck on the side by, by the Holy Spirit that awakens us to what next God has for us. That wasn't good English, but anyway, I'm excited. Suddenly there was a bright light. The angel stood before Peter, struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, get dressed, put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. Um, They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street. Then the angel suddenly left him. Verse 11. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from the Jewish leaders uh, and what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. So I want us to just go through that. And there was so much in there that I could preach for hours. And you're all excited about that. I'm not going to preach for hours. Acts chapter two, uh, 12, verse 6 to 11. First it finds Peter imprisoned, chained between two soldiers and others guarding the gates. So it's not just the two soldiers that he's chained to, but it's the, the, every gate, every door is guarded with soldiers. But I saw in this picture a picture of the church, a picture of believers who are constrained and guarded and ineffective and hopeless in their Christian walk. But it's time to be struck on the side by the Holy Spirit that is going to awaken something in you, that is going to change the whole future of your life from this time forward. So one heart, we are letting the light into this church, into every part of our souls, into every part of our spirits, into every part of our lives and saying, Lord, I need the power of the presence of God to strike me. Tell yourself right now, God, I need a strike. You sound convinced. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I've got five key points. I'm going to go zip through them real quick. Number one, the suddenly. Suddenly there was a bright light. That's the, the, the presence of something from God invaded the cell. And I want us to be aware of suddenly moments that come our way. And don't miss the suddenly moment because we're preoccupied without faith, without vision, without desire for the things of God. And so the suddenly comes and goes and we're not changed. There's a scripture, I think it's in Jeremiah, that talks about the summer has come and we're not saved. I want to tell you something, the summer physically is not here, but spiritually it's coming. It's, it's, it's on the way. It's, it's getting ready. And we need to say, God, I want to be saved in the summer of your spirit and what you're doing. I want to be part of that. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the presence of something from God. And I want to say every Sunday, every meeting, every time we come together, we've got to be experiencing the, the, the um, moments of godly illumination 
that I'm, I'm telling you, there's something that's got on me tonight. We can't get this anywhere else than the presence of God. And I'm not saying you can't get this in another church. You can, but you can't get this unless you're in the presence of God. Somewhere, somehow, connected, belonging, believing together as a corporate body. And then we start to see the whole world can change around us. And it is, and it will, and, and it's going to continue. Next thing, he says, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. So when you get a word from heaven, get up, get up. There's been many times I can testify and tell you of times where God has given me a word when I felt like giving up, when I felt like I've, I've just got to quit right now. There's been so many times, I'm not going to go into all the details, but many times even as a pastor, I thought, well, I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't think there's a way forward now. I don't think that there's a, there's a plan anymore. I think I'll just give up. But you know something? I need to get up in the things of God, cling on to the word of God that God has given me for my life and say, I'm going to get up and go. So when you get a word from heaven, get up. And it says, then the chains fell off. When he got up, the chains fell off. So it's not what you do when you think, well, I've got some chains on me. I'm chained. I'm bound. I can't get up. The word of God for you today is get up. Stand up in your spirit. In other words, do something with the deposit that God has told you. Now, what God has given you is a word. That's a deposit. Do something with it. It might be to have faith. It might be to let go. It might be to start walking. It might be to say, yes, I'll put my hand to the plow. I'll take that role, whatever it is. I'll take that new job. Whatever those things may be that God has been speaking into your life, get up. Number three. One, two, three. I'm already up to point three. Get dressed. Get ready. He's saying get dressed. He wants, in other words, he's saying get ready. We're going somewhere. Get ready, church. We're going somewhere. It, it, it goes on and says, put, put your shoes on. He gets dressed and he says, put your shoes on. Because Peter's like, oh, I got dressed. He goes, put your shoes on. We're going somewhere. Because Peter's like, yeah, okay, I'm dressed, but shoes. And I think it's, it's really, really strange because you see the, the real personality of people. Then the next thing he says, put your coat on. Because Peter's like, angel, light, it's heavenly experience going on in the cell. Chains are gone. Get dressed. Yeah, okay, but I'm not going anywhere. I've got, I'm sort of dressed, but put your shoes on, put your coat on. I'm trying to tell you we're going somewhere. And I'll tell you something, every single one of you has a, a mantle, a coat, something you've got to put on you of the spirit call that says, put it on. Don't put it off anymore. I'm getting fired up. Don't put it off anymore. You haven't got time to stay where you have been. Put your shoes on, put the mantle on, think about Elijah and Elisha, and go somewhere. Do something. Things that we don't have is time because the angel says, quickly, do it. You don't have next year. You don't have next week or next month. You got right now. You've got to let the Holy Spirit begin to speak to you and start to say, God, what are those things? What is, the, what is the jacket? What is the mantle that you're wanting me to put on quickly now? What shoes do you want me to put on? Get dressed. 
because we've got to get ready because we're going somewhere. Luke 12, 35, the only other scripture I have for you tonight is be dressed and ready for service. Unless, now here, don't be offended. Unless you're an infant here tonight, God expects you to dress yourself. Unless you're a baby Christian who can't talk, walk or eat food on your own yet and you're only, eat, only drinking milk, you've got to dress yourself. It's not my responsibility. I refuse to take responsibility for what you've got to do yourself. I'm your pastor, I'm your shepherd, but you've got to dress yourself. For goodness sake, there's too many people in churches right across the Western world today who don't know how to get dressed. And when they get a direct word from God, they walk out without the shoes or the coat on. Get dressed. No one else can prepare you. It's time to get dressed, get ready for the, the things that God has next for you. For the things, and when you start to get in line with that, you get ready for the things that God has next for the church, for the community, for the world. We're not here just for, for us. We're here for the world that needs Jesus, for things that happen that can only happen when the church of God gets activated and angry about the conditions of what the enemy's doing and says, I've got dressed, I got ready, and I'm going. Number four, it says, Peter followed the angel out. I love this, past all the guards. There are spiritual guards that you've got to get past. Bad guards, evil spirits, demonic strongholds, lies that have told you that you'll never get past me. You're never going to get unchained from this. That can be, these are the ones that will hold you down. Chains of guilt. Things you, you did, you should have did, you should have known better. You did it anyway. And the devil says, ah, oh, there's a chain. Guilt and shame chained on either side of you. you no, you're not getting rid of us. This is permanent. You're staying here with us in this dark cell. It says, but Peter followed the angel out. Past the spiritual guards, spiritual strongholds, conditions, limitations, compromises, sickness. And somehow we've agreed to let them live with us. Do you know that it's your point of agreement who you live with? I'm, I'm living with shame. I'm living with the guilt because I made a mistake and God can never forgive me. That's a lie that guilt and shame keep reminding you of. It doesn't matter what it was. You're getting dressed. You're getting ready. You've got your shoes on. You've got a new mantle on. You're getting out of here. <clears throat> Spiritual guards want to keep you there. So we have somehow agreed to let, let these things live with us, to, to lie to us, to cheat us. It's time to follow the angel out. It's being led by the Holy Spirit. Having the Holy Spirit in you, Walk out past every guard and into freedom. I think it's awesome. The two guards are beside him. The chains fall off. He walks out of there. There's guards at the door of the cell. He walks past them too. Because th there's like, the devil has so many different guard posts that he wants to put uh, in your way to say, well, if I get past that one, there'll be another one. But you know what? Peter, led by the Holy Spirit, is, he goes, chains are off. Those two guys are asleep. It's like, this is cool. God's put them to sleep. They're, they're dealt with. And I'm talking about permanent sleep, not what they got. You know, it's like getting the, the injection in the dog that puts it to sleep. It's not sleep, it's, it's killed. It's murdered. 
And what they, what he gets past those two, gets to the cell door. That those guards are, are, are dealt with, whatever they were. Then he goes to the to the first and the second gateways. They're all dealt with. And I love the other part. It says the iron gate that was closed opened by itself. I want to tell you something. There was no by itself. It was the power of God that went, I'm going to open this thing and uh, get you out of here. And I'll tell you, there's some things that will only change when you let God by himself deal with the gates that are in the way. Be led by the Holy Spirit past every limitation, past every lie, past every disappointment. <clears throat> and you'll walk out a gate that is open. He followed the angel out. Be led by the Spirit. Walk out past every guard and into your freedom. Point number five, and if I could just have the musicians come and join me, <clears throat> please. I love this part. <clears throat> it says, Peter came to his senses. And I want to implore you today to come to your spiritual senses about the purpose, the call, the reason of God for your being here, for your life. And it say, he says, it's really true. I, he comes to his senses and he says, out in the street, out in his freedom, it's really true. It's not a dream. I'm here. He says, I'm saved. God has saved me from Herod and the Jewish leaders and what they had planned for me. Now, I'll tell you something. They had planned to murder him. They had planned to condemn him to death and kill him. So can we just stand to our feet today? <clears throat> we can't play around or, or misunderstand what the enemy's plans are for you. The enemy's plan is to keep you in that cell. The enemy's plan is to condemn you with a fake trial, is to cause you to be bound up, caught up, tied up, and eventually put down. But God has a different plan. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you out. Jesus wants every believer to know this truth. And I want you to confess this with me this morning or this evening, whatever time it is. Jesus wants you to know this truth. I am saved and I'm free. We're going to confess that tonight as a verbal declaration that is going to release something in our life. We might say it a few times. I am saved. Say it. I am free. I am saved. I am free. I am saved. I am free. Come to your senses today. Grasp hold of that. I'm saved and I'm free. <clears throat> we may not know what guards are holding us. We may not see the guards physically. But some of us, maybe you do. As I've been speaking, you've been thinking, I know the guards that I'm chained to tonight. I know the things that keep coming back at me. Now is time. <clears throat> we started something. Now it's time we started something. Suddenly, there was a light from heaven. Struck Peter on the side. Get up. Get dressed. Follow. And the rest is up to God. We're going to worship right now. We're going to pray. We're going to anoint with oil. 
and believe for God to do the rest. And I believe that God will do a lot of work in people today and in the future. Every Sunday we come together is a powerful opportunity for God to touch your life. Don't miss it. It's so good to see the young people here tonight. I want to honor them for being out in church. I want to, I want to encourage, <clears throat> I want to encourage parents on these nights, bring your kids. They need to grow up seeing the power and the presence of God. It's not going to hurt them. It's not going to harm them. It's going to cause them to get a hunger for the things of God that they saw at a young age. Josh grew up in meetings like this under the chairs at, at Mount Barker. Mariah did too. <clears throat> it do, doesn't harm you to be to bring your kids in the power and the presence of God. If they need to go home at a certain time, let them come in for the worship and take them home. That's okay. We can roll with that. But just expose them to the presence of God in the house of God. It's good for your kids. It, it puts a deposit of something supernatural. It's like a strike on their side that they'll never forget, that they can't shake off. We deprive them of that blessing if we don't let them be in the presence in the house of God. So right now, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to ask you to respond and come on out the front if you need prayer. If you don't feel comfortable to step right out, I'm cool with that. Stay where you are and just raise a hand right up. We'll send someone to you right there. So the power of God doesn't, doesn't get restricted because you, you, you are where you're at for whatever reason. But the love of Jesus will can, can come and reach you wherever you are. Lord Jesus, we just pray right now. <clears throat> Lord, I pray for a, a, an impartation of your Holy Spirit today as we lay hands upon people. Lord, as we, as we anoint them with oil. Lord, I pray there'll be impartation, there'll be a strike on people's side, that they'll be led past, a change will come off their life, change will come off their minds, off their thinking, out of their spirit. There'll be something new coming their way, something powerful, a deposit of the presence of God. And we just pray right now and receive what you want to do here in this place. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.